What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. In today's episode, I want to give you one simple hack. I don't even like calling it a hack, but we're going to go with a hack to expedite your progress. If you like speed, if you want quick results, I know it's, it probably sounds against what I normally talk about because I always say you got to be patient. You got to play the long game. However, there is a way to expedite the process. There is one thing that you can do that will help you create results faster than you ever thought possible. Now, before I get into that, if you're listening to this, it is urgent. I need you to pay attention right now. This is urgent because it is official. We are opening the door to the next neurotype challenge. Now, this challenge is not like other challenges in the past. If you've joined us before for some of our challenges, you probably made great progress. You've already seen the power of what we can do when we work together for four weeks. However, this time, we're taking it to the next level. You have to act quickly because the way that this challenge is structured, it's paid. There's no more free challenges. I'm done with that forever. I'm telling you from a results standpoint, it's the best thing to do for everybody involved. But because it's a paid, smaller, more intimate group, it is going to be more hands-on. You will have access to myself throughout the duration of the challenge. We are going to have a group chat where... We all get to hang out every single day for the entire four weeks, and you get me for support and my entire team. So you'll be able to ask questions in the group chat, interact in the group chat. No more flying solo. This is going to be hands-on. Small group, hands-on, lots of support, incredible results. The reason why you need to act quickly is because the doors are officially open right now. As you're listening to this, so I would go ahead and pause and go to neurotypechallenge.com and get yourself signed up. Here's why the first 100 people pay the lowest price. It's $77. So, literally nothing. $77 to join. The first 100 people get in at that price. After that, the price goes up. Okay. So, if you delay, if you procrastinate, I can't help you. We need action takers. All you have to do is literally right now, hit pause, go to your laptop, pull it up on your phone, go to neurotypechallenge.com, N-E-U-R-O-T-Y-P-E-C-H-A-L-L-E-N-G-E.com and get yourself registered. Secure one of those first 100 spots. Otherwise, you're going to miss out. You're going to pay more. Now, is it worth paying more? Of course. Results are always worth it, right? Like you want... Results, you got to pay for results. That's the bottom line. So go get yourself signed up. Um, jump in. I, You already know, if you've been around for a while, you already know the results that we create. You see the testimonials. You see the before and afters. You see the transformation stories. Nobody does it like we do it. So just get yourself signed up. It's urgent because the opportunity is there to pay less. And there's going to be a lot of action takers that are the people that I love. I love action takers more than anybody else. People that are like, you know what? I need this. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to stop at nothing to make it happen. My favorite people in the world are the people that have that mindset. 
I'm sure there are a hundred of you right now who are those people. And those of you who are like, yeah, I'll get to it when I get to it. Fine, but you will pay more. So let's get into the topic. You know, I think real quick, I just want to mention something. Um, We had a, when I say we, I I mean myself and my team. Um, There was somebody who who wrote a text to one of my, uh, somebody on my team. And they had an amazing call talking about the program that we, that we run, talking about coaching. And this particular individual uh, was, was kind of in a unique position in that she just really wasn't motivated to do anything. Like she is not happy where she currently is. Uh, she's not happy with her, her current situation, her current results. She's not happy with how she looks. She's not happy with how she feels. And yet she keeps overeating. She keeps, um, you know, she doesn't really move much. She's not doing any of the actions to change and she's aware of it. You know, sometimes I always say like the first process of change has to be awareness. You don't know what you don't know. So once you have the awareness around the thing that you want to change, well, now you can move to step two, which is action. And this individual is like, she's just not doing it. And she's not like, I'm afraid to do this. She's like, I'm truly aware of all of my habits. I know that I overeat. I know that I stress eat. I know that I emotionally eat. I know that I'm not happy with where I'm at. I know that I should be moving more, but I just don't do it. She's like, I'm trying to figure out, like, it's not fear. It's like, I'm not afraid of anything. It's not fear based, but I'm trying to figure out why I'm that way. Like, why am I so lazy? Why am I not doing this? Why do I say I want this thing, but I'm just so lazy. I don't do it. And here's the part that really got me. She was like, I've searched on Google. I've taken every test quiz possible to figure out why am I this way? Why am I the way that I, that I am? Why am I not doing the things that I know I need to do to see the results that I say I want? And she's looking on Google. She's taking, I don't even know what test she said. She literally just said, I've taken every test and quiz out there. I'm not sure which one she's referring to, but here's the problem. She's looking for an answer or a detail or something that's right in front of her face and it's internal. It's really simple. She is the answer. If you want something, you have to do something about it, right? If you're not taking the action, there's no quiz, there's no test, there's no Google search that's going to solve that for you. It is a matter of fact that you simply are more comfortable in your current situation than you are with making a change. If your current situation is so painful that you can't bear it for another minute, guess what you do? You make a fucking change. If you're not making a change, it simply means that you're comfortable in your current situation. It's not painful enough. So she can tell herself all the stories she wants about wanting to change, but that's not her reality. Her reality is that she doesn't want to change because if she did, if her current situation was painful enough, she would do it. And that's, it's not a matter of I'm lazy. It's not like what, what test can I take that will explain it to me? It's literally right in front of her face. You just don't want to do it. 
the idea of changing the uncertainty, the work, the unpredictable nature of change in her mind is more painful than her current pain. That's a fact. If her current pain was more painful than the idea of changing, then she would change. And I can speak from experience. I remember the first time I started to get into strength training, the first time that I realized I didn't have to cardio my face off to be successful. I found this local gym and I remember the owner talking about strength training and how beneficial it is for looking better naked and you know losing body fat and all the things all the all the benefits of of building muscle. And here I was coming in as a um chronic dieter, very restrictive eater doing hours of cardio per day and still not looking the way that I wanted to look, losing and gaining weight all the time. And he was like speaking right to me. He's like, this is going to change the way that you approach um, your, your training and your body composition. You're going to focus on building strength and muscle, and it's going to support your body composition goals. And I was like, man, that, that sounds perfect. That's exactly what I need. I remember the first day. I'm all signed up and I'm about to go into the gym and I peek in the door. It's a small little studio. And I peek in and there's like four people in there and they're all very fit. And there's like two guys and two women and they were all lean and they're doing their thing. They're working out. They like clearly know what they're doing. <laughs> and I'm like standing on the outside. I'm like, well, shit, I don't want to go in there with these four. I'm like insecure. I'm like, all right, this is probably a bad idea. And I had this thought at that moment of nobody, like, I don't need to do this. I can just turn around and go home. And at that moment, I was like, wait, if I go home and I keep doing the same things, I'm not going to change. And that the current pain that I was in, in that moment was so great that the pain of walking through that door and being uncomfortable didn't matter because my current pain was so much greater than that perceived pain of walking through the door. So it was no longer a choice, right? I had the thought, I don't have to do this. I can go home. But the pain of staying the same was too great to bear. I had to change. I was not okay in my current state. So I walked through the door. And I got uncomfortable and it was scary. And then guess what happened? It wasn't scary anymore because once I got over the initial fear, I was welcomed, greeted. I was, had my hand held through the workouts. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I was brand new. And all of a sudden, after showing up day after day, it became comfortable. And then eventually I started teaching other people how to do that. So the point to all of this is if you're comfortable in your current situation, you don't have to change. Nobody is forcing you to change, but stop lying to yourself and saying that you want to change when your actions tell a different story, right? Like if you have been on the fence about coaching, about investing in yourself, about committing to yourself, and then you choose to stay the same. 
you can't sit there and say like, nothing works for me. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to figure this out. Like you're choosing your current situation. So you can sit there and say, why am I this way? And you can look at all the quizzes and tests out there and you can do all the Google searching you want. The answer is right in front of your face. You're choosing your current situation over the fear of change, over the pain of uncertainty or change, whatever those actions may be in your mind. That's it. It's actually that simple. There's no other justification. There's no other way to spin it. Your brain is going to create all of these narratives that seem really valid. You're going to tell yourself all of these stories. By the way, out of everybody that we've ever talked to who have inquired about our program, the individuals that have chosen to not move forward are the ones that lose out on time and money the opportunity cost is a big one. Most of the time, they end up coming around and they're like, man, I should have just moved forward right away. Well, yeah, but we can't force that upon anybody. But the biggest lie that people tell themselves is number one, it's not the right time. That's a lie. Not the right time means I think that there's things that need to be in alignment which is a bullshit story you're telling yourself, which creates more opportunity cost, meaning you waste more time that you can never get back. Number two, I can't afford it. There are very few people that that follow me, that listen to my content, that fundamentally can't afford it. I spoke to a woman who messaged me on Instagram who just got out of homelessness with her four kids. Really impactful. She said that, The podcast has helped her uh, just to move forward with, you know, one step in front of the other, one foot in front of the other, and that it's really been useful information in her health and fitness journey coming out of literal homelessness. She should not be inquiring about my services. She should not be inquiring about our coaching. She should be doing exactly what she's doing. And by the way, if you're listening to this right now, you should reach back out um, because I would love to offer you some free coaching. Um, She is somebody that has a legitimate reason for not doing coaching. 90%, it's probably more like 95%, that say they can't afford it are lying to themselves. The same person that says they can't afford it is the same person that's going out to eat four nights a week. You can afford that, you can afford our coaching. The same person that says they can't afford it would literally turn around and pay $10,000 for a car. Like easily, if I said, hey, I'm going to give you a brand new Tesla, it's $10,000. They'd be like, I'll find a way to get the money. I don't have it, but I'll find a way to get it. It's a lot. If I said to you, you can buy a product off the shelf that immediately transforms your body into all of the results that you could ever imagine, and you never lose those results, how much would you pay? 5000 10000 Every single person that has ever lied to themselves about not being able to afford it would come up with that money. 
And the third thing is that your partner is the one making the decision. That's just poor communication. I talked about that on the last, last episode. If you effectively communicate how that how much it means to you, um, it's really a, a straightforward thing. Hey, listen, you know how I've been struggling with my weight for all these years, and you know I really want to get healthy and fit because I think it'll improve our relationship. I think I'll set a better example for our kids. I don't want our kids to have the same disordered eating habits that I have. I don't want our kids to have the same body image issues that I have. I would really love to be more confident in my clothes. I would really love to have more energy. I would love to enjoy the person that I'm looking at in the mirror each morning. You know, I've been really struggling with this for like the past 10, 20 years. Well, I found a solution. And it's really important that I have your support through this process. I'm going to sign up for this program because this is the answer. This is the solution that I've been waiting for. But I don't want to do that until I have your support. Would you please get behind me on this and support me through this process? If your partner says no to that, then you should probably leave them. <laughs> those, are, those are three big lies that we all say. It's just a matter of you want to stay the same. It's a matter of not being in enough pain where the perceived pain of change is greater than your current pain. Because here's the flip side of the coin. Over the past week, we've had several people join our program. Several people who, quote unquote, couldn't afford it. They were like, you know what? I don't have the money right now, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go open up a 0% APR credit card. Literally, we've had multiple people do that. I'm going to apply for your financing. I'm going to make it work. We've had people who didn't get the initial support from their spouse, and they went back and revisited the conversation and said it in the way that I just said it and got them on board. We've had people who said, it's not the best time. I'm buying a house. Uh, I have stuff going on with my kids. I have all of this stress in my life. But guess what? There's never going to be a better time than right now. We have people who know definitively that they need this solution more than anything else because their current pain is too much to bear. So stop lying to yourself and just be honest. This is called acting like an adult and not acting like an asshole. So to the person that is searching for answers, taking tests, quizzes, Google searches, it's right in front of your face. You simply don't want to change. Your pain is not enough pain versus the perceived pain of change, which is not a bad thing. That's not a criticism. That is not a criticism at all. It's okay to be honest with yourself and say, if I wanted this, my actions would look really different. Or you can keep doing the same thing you've always done and you'll get the same result that you've always gotten. It's just a matter of time. You know, do you want to keep wasting time? Opportunity cost. Every day that you delay the decision, every day that you talk yourself out of it, every day that you make an excuse is another day that you can never get back. And that's it. Um, these rants are becoming too frequent. I apologize. I will try. I promise I will try to stay on topic. Um, hopefully, during that rant, you at least did some good in your life and got signed up for the Neurotype Challenge. Um, so that's, that's really what I want to talk about. How do we expedite the process? 
I think that when it comes to speed of results, the most important thing is consistency. It sounds obvious, but it's really the most, most challenging thing for most people. Like when I ask individuals who come into our community, like, what's your biggest struggle right now? Most of the time they say consistency. I can't stay consistent with anything. I've tried all of the diets. I've tried everything in the past and I just can't stay consistent. So, and it makes sense, right? I, I've talked about this a number of times. That's how most diets are, are set up. Like we can't just create a one size fits all approach to nutrition. It doesn't work like that. We're all unique. We're all individuals. We have so many differences. So how do we quickly find the thing that helps us stay consistent? Um, and that's really where the power of neurotyping comes into play because we get to understand the way that your brain works and consistency actually starts in your brain. A lot of people talk about motivation, right? I'm not motivated to do this thing, which is, is valid. You don't, you're not always going to be motivated. However, how do you get yourself in the mindset of like, I actually enjoy doing this thing. So I don't care if I'm motivated. I know that I need to do it. Uh, and that's where neurotyping comes in. The way that I look at it, I, I've kind of come full circle on this. I think that understanding your personality type, which gives us, remember, your neurotype, your personality type gives us insight into your brain chemistry because personality traits are tightly connected with neurotransmitters, neurotransmitter balance, neurotransmitter sensitivity. So we know your brain chemistry based off of your personality, which gives us a huge advantage when we're trying to put you in the right mindset at the right time. It boils down to this. We have all of these neurotransmitters and hormones. We'll just call them all chemicals because that's what they are. We have all these chemicals happening in our body and our brain at all times. The way that you stay consistent, engaged, motivated, whatever you want to call it, the way that you enjoy the process is by having the right chemicals at the right levels at the right times. Now, what I mean by that is like take cortisol for an example. Cortisol, everybody knows it as the stress hormone. It's really more like the readiness hormone, but we all call it the stress hormone because it does get elevated during times of stress. But really it, it elevates to prepare you, to get you ready for the stressor. That's why I think readiness is more, uh, more accurate. But most people are like, cortisol is bad, <laughs> right? Just like general blanket statement. I, we have to lower cortisol at all costs. It's bad. But that doesn't make sense if you understand how cortisol works in the body. Cortisol is actually how we mobilize stored energy. So if you want to lose body fat, you need cortisol. In fact, without it, you would not be alive. So we need cortisol. The thing is, it's about the levels and when we have certain levels. So that's why I say the right chemicals at the right levels at the right times. At night, I don't want elevated cortisol. I want it to be lower so I can fall asleep. In the morning, I do want elevated cortisol because I need to get ready for my day. I need energy. Now, if I have a, a stressor that's an acute situation, having that cortisol spike and then having it come back down is a good thing, like training. Let's say I train in the afternoon. I want that normal cortisol spike to help me mobilize energy to get through my workout. And then I want it to come back down to baseline. Same thing with insulin. Everybody says insulin is bad. It's just bad across the board. 
Insulin is anabolic. Insulin helps us build muscle. Insulin, yes, we, we think of it as the storage hormone because it shuttles nutrients into the cells. That's a good thing, right? We only think about the negative of, oh, it, it's, it also stores body fat. Yes, but we have to remember context, the right chemicals at the right levels at the right time. After training, I want elevated insulin because I want nutrients shuttled into my muscles when they are ready to absorb the nutrients, right? Like I just did the work. I broke down my muscles. Now it's repair time. My muscles are insulin sensitive in that moment. So let me get in some protein and carbs to start that rebuilding process to help me build bigger muscles. It's the right chemicals and the right levels at the right time. Same thing with something like, like a neurotransmitter, like dopamine. If you ever, if you ever hear somebody who's like, um, you know, just, just, uh, do the work and then motivation will happen, which is accurate to, to a degree. But what's really happening is once you start doing something and like you complete a task, just completing a task actually will increase dopamine. So it's not like, it's not untrue. It's just kind of misguided in the sense that there are ways where you can have dopamine elevated without just having to like power through. Does that make sense? Like you can increase dopamine before a workout. So you go into the workout already motivated. And I hate using the word motivated, but let's, I can't think of a better word to grasp it. Like readiness to train, right? Like if I go in with a high degree of readiness to train, now, if we want to get like super technical and you don't have to, um, get all bogged down into the science. I just, I know that there's some people who listen to this that like to nerd out as much as I do. If you want to like the way that you should absorb this information is just take the basic concepts that are easy to implement, like some of the high level uh, neurotyping principles. But when we get down into the nitty gritty, dopamine and serotonin levels will determine your readiness to train. For the most part, when you feel like, okay, I'm ready to get after it, that means that dopamine has surpassed serotonin. If you're feeling lazy and like, yeah, I don't really feel like going to the gym, it likely means that dopamine is pretty low relative to serotonin and GABA to an extent, uh, but mostly serotonin. So once that, you know, it, it's like you get into the gym, you're kind of feeling like, yeah, I'm not, I don't really have it today, kind of lethargic, whatever. And then like you do a couple warm up sets. Now, all of a sudden, there's a stressor, right? So we need cortisol, energy love, like you're, you're mobilizing stored energy. Adrenaline, adrenaline helps with the conversion to cortisol. Um, and so, I'm sorry, cortisol helps with the conversion to adrenaline. So uh, noradrenaline to adrenaline. But adrenaline is also fabricated downstream from dopamine. So we need adequate dopamine levels to convert to adrenaline. So now, all of a sudden, dopamine is elevating. Now, all of a sudden, the motivation kicks in. Okay, now I feel like training. But there's ways to understand that ahead of time so you're not just guessing. There's times, right? So it's the right chemicals at the right levels at the right time. If I want dopamine to be high before a workout, well, I need to know my current brain chemistry. Am I somebody with low levels of dopamine? Am I somebody with low levels of serotonin? We have to know that going in because that will 
determine how we approach our nutrition, our lifestyle, and our training. So if I need to get amped up to train, I can eat protein and fats before my workout because that's going to help increase dopamine over serotonin. If I need to calm the brain down a little bit to get into the proper zone, I'm going to eat protein and carbs before my workout because that will increase serotonin. Now, when it comes to recovery, it's the same concept. After my workout, I no longer want cortisol to be high. I no longer want adrenaline to be high. I no longer want dopamine to be high, right? I want to start increasing my inhibitors. I want to get into that parasympathetic state. We get better when we recover. So the quicker I can start that recovery process, the more effective I will be at getting better, right? It's simple. This is how you expedite the progress that you want to make. After my training, how do I increase serotonin, protein, and carbs, right? If I'm only eating protein and fats post-workout, I'm just going to increase dopamine, which then can also increase adrenaline depending what my lifestyle is like. you know. And, and we want to shut off cortisol. Well, insulin is the shutoff valve to cortisol. We know carbs increase insulin. So protein and carbs post-workout makes a lot of sense. Then when it's time for bed, again, understand, are you somebody with racing thoughts in the evening? Are you somebody who struggles to, to wind down at night? Probably because you have low GABA or low serotonin or both. So now we can start to optimize the right chemicals at the right levels at the right time if we're trying to go to sleep. Right? We want to increase serotonin and GABA. So this is the expedite hack. It's understanding your brain chemistry. It's understanding your neurotype and what that means for you. I have come around on, on meal timing from this exact standpoint. Two things that I've kind of come full circle on. Meal timing, because of this exact fact, like, we can use strategic meal timing to help with your cortisol levels, your insulin levels, your neurotransmitters, your mood. That means that you shouldn't feel disinterested. You should feel engaged. If this is done properly, you should enjoy the process. For every single person out there that has ever thought to themselves, that diet didn't work for me. I was miserable. It was hard to maintain it. It was hard to sustain it. It was hard to, you know, flex my willpower all the time. Right. That's a red flag. That diet sucks for you. That same protocol might be great for somebody else, but those are all red flags that it sucked for you. Rather than playing the guessing game, why don't we just figure this out for you? It's really simple. The right chemicals at the right levels at the right time. So you feel motivated, you feel engaged, you feel excited about the process, you feel better because you're recovering more effectively, you're seeing quicker results, the momentum is real. I wrote a whole post about how we had a client who was like, you just told me my love language, but in nutrition and training, like literally she had a call with me, this is probably about 18 months ago. Um, had a call with me and basically was like, been dieting for 30 years. I've tried it all. There's like nothing that I haven't tried. She was kind of in this like 
very much like I, I'm ready to just throw in the towel and give up. So I've done it all. I've seen it all. I've heard it all. I've tried it all. Nothing works. It's just, I should probably just give up. So eventually, you know, we talked and, and she joined and we started implementing her, you know, for a neurotype. She was a one B and within a couple of weeks, she was like, you found my love language, but in nutrition and training, it's like, I've never had so much fun training. I've never been so much into the process with my nutrition. Like normally it feels like a chore. Normally it feels like this is torture, but this is just so natural. Like actually feels right. Like, yeah, imagine that you're not in a shitty mood all the time. We actually know how to optimize the right chemicals at the right levels at the right time. It's, it's not that difficult. Now, are there going to be moments where you don't feel like doing anything and you kind of have to suck it up and do it? Of course. That's life happening. Like That's when you've been beaten down at work, when your boss is a dick, when you got into a fight with one of your kids. Like That's life putting the pressure on and you're like, I just don't feel like doing anything. By the way, that has a chemical effect. So it still comes back to the same source. But the reality is there's going to be moments where you're like, you know what? The last thing that I want to do right now is go for a walk, but I know that it'll make me feel better after I'm done. So I'm going to go for a walk anyway. Of course, that has to be in play. But we shouldn't be having this internal tug of war every fucking day. Like it shouldn't feel like that. It should be enjoyable. It should be empowering. You should have fun through the process. Like when did it become okay to be miserable? I don't understand that. Most people, like if you think about yourself right now and why you're pursuing the goals that you're pursuing, like it's the the cheesiest question ever. What's your why? Everybody, it's so cliche. Everybody asks that. What's your why? But if you actually dig deep and you think about it, cliche or not, it's probably because you know that there's a better version of you. You know that you're capable of more. You know that you deserve more. You know that you're worth more. You know that the people around you deserve better. You know that you want to set that example. So there's that internal pull that says, hey, we can be doing more. When did it become okay to be miserable through that process? If you think about it, if the goal is empowerment and confidence and more energy and more success, and feeling better and feeling like a badass role model. Where does misery come into the play? It come into the picture. It doesn't. Misery is is in no way, shape, or form part of that equation. It's not okay. Just sucking it up and being more disciplined and having more willpower. No, that's not what we're here for. We were meant to thrive. We were meant to accept challenges head on and get after it. We were meant for adversity. We were meant to fall down and get back up. We were meant to fail forward. All of those diets in the past, that was your litmus test. Are you ready to keep moving forward? Are you going to keep showing up for yourself? Are you going to keep investing in yourself? That's how you know if you're ready to level up. That's how you know if you're ready to see the true potential that you're capable of. That's the litmus test. So you've been through the ringer with your diets. Great. I was there too. All of our clients were there too. They still showed up. They still knew they were capable of more. They knew 
deep down that it was not okay to be miserable, that this was not going to be their fate. Sometimes people let fear become their fate. Fear dictates their fate. Fear of moving forward, fear of taking a risk, fear of uncertainty. So you seal your fate because you're afraid to take one simple step. That's not okay. But listen, you can expedite the process. I highly encourage you to go sign up for the challenge right now just to get a small taste. It's like, it's not even, an, it's not even an appetizer. It's like a little sample. It's like a, an hors d'oeuvre, we'll call it. It's not even a full appetizer. It's just an hors d'oeuvre. But by the way, that hors d'oeuvre has produced some incredible results. Last challenge, we had somebody lose over 20 pounds. Now, I'm not saying that you should be trying to lose 20 pounds in four weeks, but it did happen. And this was somebody who was significantly overweight, who did not do anything other than hit the anchors that we set for her. Literally, that was it. She didn't track macros. She did some of the workouts, but not all of them. And she simply was like, I'm just going to do these anchors for the duration of the challenge. She lost 20 pounds. And by the way, she was like, this opened my eyes as to how possible and attainable my goals really are. It's a a beautiful thing. We've had people who have literally transformed their entire mindset, their relationship with food, their bodies in just four weeks. You will see results. Um, But more importantly, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about here. You'll see how we put these pieces together. And the the cool part about it is with the smaller, more intimate group, we can be more hands-on. Because it was tough when we were getting, we were doing the free challenges and so many people, it's impossible to do any level of personalization. But now that we put it behind a paid wall, now we see like who really wants this, who's committed, who's going to show up. And it's like a a selection bias. So now we have, we're going to have this amazing tight knit group where we're all going to be in a chat together with myself and my team. And we can really start to interact and find out what works best for you. Um, but just being able to see the new neurotyping principles in action, getting a new training program from JK, uh, we have some other exciting developments because here's the other part of it. Like I said, right chemicals, right levels, right time. One of the best shortcuts for that is supplementation. So many people look at supplements and they're like, yeah, that's uh, not going to move the needle very much. And I'm like, maybe. And I, I agree that supplements are like the 1%. But if I can get you feeling more ready in the morning, like you're ready to tackle the day in the morning, if I can get you feeling your best right before a workout, if I can get you recovering more effectively from your workout, and if I can improve your sleep, all of that can be done through supplementation. Of course, why not take that advantage? Why not take that advantage for like not very much, you know, in terms of of barrier of entry, there's not much friction there. Supplements are pretty straightforward in the fact that like, as long as you remember to take them consistently, you're good. And it also helps you with habit creation. So I'm not going to release all the full details about that just yet um, because we still have some stuff that we're still working on. But if you want a little peek around the corner as to what, what's coming, we are going to be the one-stop shop for all things neurotyping to make sure that you are optimized to pursue your fullest potential. 
just so you know, like our, our whole mission statement at POP is to help 1 million individuals get off the diet hamster wheel and create the bodies they desire with total food freedom. That's our mission statement. We are going to do that through the vehicle of training and nutrition. Our methodology starts with neurotyping and then extends to metabolic priming and then the lifestyle integration. We help our clients graduate and become self-sufficient. But the, the neurotyping principles, because it answers the question of why nothing else has worked for you, it's really the most powerful tool that we have um, to be able to transform 1 million lives. And this will be a big step. We're going to be the one-stop shop for all things neurotyping, where you need uh, a nutrition plan that's totally personalized based off of your brain chemistry, a training plan that's based off of your brain chemistry and your goals. JK is a master at taking concepts for neurotyping and then also making them goal-specific. So not just a neurotype training program, but a neurotype training program for fat loss and one for muscle building and one for performance and one for maintenance. He is a whiz at knowing the outcome and the neurotype and combining those two things. And then also supplementation for your neurotype so that we can optimize the right chemicals at the right levels at the right time. That I think is like the hidden competitive advantage where the people that pay attention to those little small details uh, will be successful. It's not a matter of if, it's just when. Uh, when do you make that commitment to yourself? When do you say yes to yourself? And that's really the only thing that's holding you back. Um, we have a lot of cool things coming. For those of you that have taken that, that leap into one-on-one coaching, all of these things that I'm talking about, they're yours. That's the, that's the advantage of people who bet on themselves. You don't have to pay for your first, uh, your, your neurotype bundle of supplements when that comes out. You don't have to pay for your training programs. You don't have to pay for our challenges. You literally get everything. We will always commit to people who commit to themselves. And joining our coaching program is the, is the best way to do that. Of course, you should know by now, we guarantee the results. Um, find somebody else that does that. Again, like talk about a litmus test. You say you want something, we literally guarantee it or you don't pay. And if you say no, how can you look yourself in the mirror and say, I want this thing? You're lying to yourself. I just want to create the bullshit mirror where you look back at yourself and you're like, okay, I got to stop playing the victim. I got to stop complaining because clearly I don't want this. I was just given the golden fucking ticket and I turned it down. Like, what would you do? Let's say, if you're a parent, if you're a parent, what would you do if your kid was hungry and you gave your child their most favorite meal and you were like, you're really hungry right now. I made you chicken nuggets, your favorite, whatever their favorite meal is, chicken nuggets and French fries, your favorite. And they like pushed it away. And then like another day later, they still haven't eaten anything. They're like, oh my God, mom, I'm starving. And you're like, I made you your favorite meal, but also you could try this meal, you know, your, your chicken nuggets, or you can have like a bagel and cream cheese. And I'm, this is like <laughs> Mel's daughter. Her favorite is, is either chicken nuggets or bagel and cream cheese. Um, so that, that's why I'm using these examples. Um, you're like, Hey, I have these options too. And they're like, no, and they push it away again. And like the pain starts getting worse. And they're like, 
why won't you eat? You're saying that you're hungry. You're starving. It's been days. I have your favorite meal. I have your second favorite meal. I'll make you whatever you want. Here it is. They're like, no. What would you say? Would you say, guess what? You just lost your right to complain. Stop complaining. You have the food right in front of you. You say you want it. If you wanted it, you would eat it. It's actually that simple. So hopefully you can see what I'm getting at. We literally guarantee it. There's no reason. There's zero risk. We're taking on all the risk. If you don't get your goals, we give you your money back. All the risk is on us. Um, But here's the thing. Not everybody, like, you shouldn't need to be convinced that you want what you say you want. Don't listen to my words. I like to just rant about stuff. It helps me. It's kind of like my therapy. I spot human behavior. I notice human behavior and trends and patterns, and I like to call it out. It's not because I want to convince you of anything. It's not because I want you to do anything other than what you're doing. It's just to illuminate some truth. It's to get it off my chest. And if it sparks something inside of you, then that's amazing. But that's it. You don't have to listen to me. Um, Half the time, I just ramble and I don't even know what I'm talking about. So I have a small brain and and sometimes, you know, I say some shit. It doesn't mean it's accurate. Um, But what I will say is you should join us for the challenge. That part is uh, 100% facts. It's open right now. 100 people, $77, neurotypechallenge.com. Go get yourself registered. Um, I don't know how quickly the 100 spots will fill up. I don't know how many people um, are going to be like the, the quick action takers that know like, hey, I should probably jump into this because if I'm not in the first 100, then I have to pay more. Um, but we'll see. And we will have an amazing group. We'll have an amazing experience. As always, we'll give away prizes. There's the grand prize for the overall winner uh, for $1,000 cash. We'll have an Apple Watch giveaway. Uh, we'll probably do like AirPods and a Fitbit and Aura Ring and whatever else you guys want. I'll do like a survey each week. You'll vote on the prize. I'll give it away. We have a lot of fun. We'll have our group chat. We'll hang out. We'll get some, you know, we'll get some results together and uh, it'll be a good time. So go get yourself registered, neurotypechallenge.com. And I will talk to you guys very soon.